0: Your parents, well, you, right? You're, you were born in Africa, right? You were born yeah. in Eritrea. Um, mm-hmm. And so your parents having lived in Africa and then moving to the United States, do you think their perspectives are different? Like sometimes we talk about racism and we pretend like it only happens in the United States and we forget yeah. that this is like a global issue. Mm-hmm. Are, is their perspective in any way different from maybe what you're saying or from the conversation we're having? Like, do they see this differently?
1: Absolutely. I think, well, I guess I have to explain everything then to explain their perspective. Well, yes, we were all originally born in Eritrea. First of all, I think that the first issue of not, you could call it racism, I suppose, but it was just more of like a nationalism issue would be between Eritrea and Ethiopia after the war. And that was something that my parents had faced like as Eritreans themselves. And then um, when I was born in 2001, and we're all Baha'is, by the way. So when I was born in 2001, that's when the government had officially banned any practicing of our religion. So that was like their second, I suppose, like instance of um, discrimination when we were there. My dad actually served in the military in Eritrea for a bit because it's required of all citizens. He faced a lot of issues there because he did not believe in what he was fighting for was more of just a requirement for him. So when I was born, they decided like this is not a safe environment for us to raise our children anymore. So at that point, we had left. We went through Sudan, through Kenya, and then finally we went to Botswana. And to be quite honest, you don't see the same issues there that you see here. Obviously, like I was very young, but we really didn't know what racism was until we got here. It wasn't like this thing that's constantly in the back of our minds until we came here. I came here when I was, I think, eight. I was in second grade. Um, I didn't really understand skin color at that time. Um, As Baha'is, we're always taught that all humans, regardless of their race, are just human. We're always taught to talk about like unity and diversity to recognize difference, but also recognize sameness because that's what there is more of. So really, when I was growing up, I started seeing it slowly. Like It wasn't something that I always knew about when I was younger. And same with my parents. My dad, of course, was more aware of it, but my mom really just, she didn't really understand it as well. My dad grew up very, very poor, but I think my mom's life was slightly different. Also, just there's a lot of like colorism within Eritrea. So, my mom is like very light complexion, and my dad is much darker. So, there's issues with that. But um, when we first came here, we did not have any of those discussions. But my sister, she was five years older. So, when we came, she was in eighth grade, and then she went right into high school. So, I think that's when you start learning more about this type of issue. So, she became very, very aware of racial issues, she became very active um within like cultural organizations as she went into college. And my mom didn't really understand it at that point. She would say that, you know, it's better not to talk about the difference of people, just recognize the sameness and then move on. That's what she would always say. She would say, if you always say like, I have this problem because I'm black, I have this problem because I'm black, then you'll you won't go anywhere. So just focus on what you want to do, focus on your school. That's what she would tell us. And then five years after we came, that's when my dad came, And um, he kind of had the same mindset, but slightly different. He was very like engaged in current events. So he wanted to know everything that's happening in the news, everything that's happening in politics. And it made him hyper aware of this racial conflict and the racial issue. And I became aware of it much later. Um, I I guess I kind of grew up sheltered or like in a bubble when um, I was younger. I would say that it wasn't until there was like slight things that I would start to do that my sister would point out. She'd say, why do you always straighten your hair? Um, Why don't you, like, when I was younger, I would always straighten my hair. I would not like to be in the sun because I didn't want my skin to get too dark. And she'd be like, why do you think these, like, little things that you do are? And I'd be like, I don't know. I just think it's pretty. Like, I just want to be pretty. And then she's like, what what is your definition of, like, beauty? Or, like, where is this coming from? And then that's when I started to realize, like, I've been comparing myself because, I mean, we lived in Ashburn. It's predominantly white. The school I went to is predominantly white. We lived in Ashburn, so I was constantly comparing myself to my friends. I'd be like, "My friends have straight hair. I want straight hair. My friends have light skin."
0: Was that was that? Sorry to interrupt. Was that a passive thing? Like at some point, did someone intentionally or unintentionally indicate to you that these are the things we need to have, or the ways you need to look to be beautiful? Or was it just sort of observational and you just sort of absorbed it? Like how much of this was active versus a passive thing?
1: I mean, in second grade, when like this was like the first time I was straight out of Africa going to school, I used to do like pigtails and like braid my hair and stuff. I never really put heat in it. And then as we grew older, I would just notice it. Like everyone's hair was different than mine. So then I would start to change it. And so I just continued this until middle school. And that's when like, so my sister, she had like this conversation with me and I became very aware. I was like, why am I doing everything like this? And I think sometimes... We think of racism as like a very in-your-face type of thing, but it's also very passive in that you start to do these things or you start to change who you are without even realizing it like I did. My mom to this day, she still keeps her thought of let go of your color, let go of where you're from, especially because both of them being like Eritrean, Ethiopian, there's really no difference. They used to be the same country and later they divided. So um, they say like where you're from, it doesn't matter. And they both believe that. Even myself, I believe that as well. I think that having a piece of paper telling you where you're from doesn't do anything for you. But there's other people who don't. For example, other Eritreans will be very offended if you say like, oh, are you from Ethiopia? But for us, we're like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, it doesn't matter. Right. Especially my sister and I, as we got older and we were much more exposed than our parents because we were still in the school system to all of these types of things. We became very aware of racism and we had a very strong opinion on it, especially my sister. She studied sociology in college and it like very much affected her perception. And my dad became very aware as well. I think sometimes as like Africans, you start to think, oh, we were different from like black Americans. But you realize that when you come here, the color is the same. Nobody knows where you're from. It doesn't matter
0: if you see a black
1: person you won't know oh they're not from america they're whatever
0: well you know and when we do when we do the race like the quote-unquote race lesson in class and i do like the quiz where i ask everyone like who's best at who's worst at you know and basically set everyone up to write down terrible answers one of the first things then we have to clarify is like what are the races because everybody writes down african-american and i have to make the point like that's fine and it's it's obviously an acceptable term but that technically doesn't refer to a race because your race doesn't change based on the country you live in you know and Mm -hmm. I don't know if I referenced this in class, it comes up sometimes there's um, a Peter, Tosh, I love Peter Tosh and it's a Peter Tosh song, you know, and he's Jamaican and, and it's very catchy too, which helps, but I always have to be careful, like where, you know, where I play the song or let myself sing along, but it's no matter where you come from, as long as you're a black man, you're an African and that's the chorus of the song. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, late seventies, they're fighting apartheid in South Africa and he's pushing for unity within the race, regardless of nationality. And I think. I, that always sticks in the back of my head in a conversation like this because like it's not always the exact same thing, but if you're just walking down the street and our concern is racism, then it has mm-hmm. more to do with what you look like than where you actually came from right exactly and so but you have to remember that that person maybe had a different experience, but so you're saying like you're like in some ways the experience isn't different, but then in some ways you do think about it differently right
1: we do um but now it's kind of starting to find like it's middle ground between myself my sister and my parents because i think that the more especially my mom the more that she's exposed to media and seeing like what is happening to black people in america she's starting to realize that it doesn't matter you can't just pretend like race is not a thing anymore because it's so integral to everything that we do in society and especially recently because we've all been at home we've been having a lot of these discussions and we um we were watching the news about the murder of George Floyd. And then at that point, she was just so heartbroken. Like, how could we like, pretend, you know, that we're something different or that, you know, we're expected to be treated the same because that's how like we were raised ourselves. There's we've never been raised to be like afraid or to think that we're less than someone. So that's how we always came into situations. But now we're starting to realize that this country has broken down so many um, African-Americans to believe that. But I suppose coming from somewhere else has caused us to um, develop that foundation differently, which could be what makes us different in terms of perception.
0: Everybody approaches these conversations differently. Everybody experiences these things differently. Um, I mean, I had a student in class this year who is from, um, I won't be too specific, but from somewhere in the Caribbean, and she's black i don't i don't know her family makeup but she's very light-skinned but she had like some of the best input in class discussions because she's doing this as a black person but Mm -hmm. also as a very light-skinned black person and so in certain ways like she pointed out how her treatment from other black people is sometimes a little bit different and then coming from uh like a u.s territory like i'm american but people in the mainland united states don't think of me like i'm an american and like she had like i mean I go back and forth it's another like i love the concept of intersectionality until people start talking about it too precisely and then i start thinking like you know i don't know i just feel like sometimes we we get too picky but like she was she was sitting at like the intersection of a lot of different things and it was like it was great i and and i i hope that she felt good in those conversations because she had great input but like her ability to point out the difference between the nationality issue versus you know, the race issue versus the rest is great. And that's why I think the the discussion part is important, because as much as I can assign a book that might be good, there's only so much I can bring to the table in terms of the discussion itself, you know. And so I think it's important that people can speak for themselves. And to maybe your point about some of the diversity in a classroom and things like that, like, that means you need to have people in the room who can speak and have the different experiences.